Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Brian Crisp, and this is the Kingdom Flow Podcast. And we are bringing part two of what we started a few days ago. And this episode is part two of the podcast, The Dangers of Secular Music and Hollywood. And the previous episode, we discussed... Because when we think of secular music and we put the word or, or the phrase, you know, what's dangerous about secular music, people uh, in the Christian community often just automatically think of heavy metal music. Because um, I grew up in the 80s and there was a big thing back then, uh, even into the early 90s, of a lot of heavy metal bands with certain albums and certain songs there was uh, this thing where you could play the song backwards and there was always these hidden messages um, supposedly satanic messages and uh, there was so many songs so many artists thrown into that and um, kind of turned it into an urban legend um, of all those that I've heard about, I did hear one played backwards and I think I was probably around 13, 14 years old at that time. But, um, but anybody, anyway, we, when we think of the dangers of secular music, the Christian community often just veers to that genre of music, uh, just that heavy metal, hard rock, uh, punk rock and all of that. But in reality, it's also in, you know, your gangster rap, your any kind of rap, R&B, even country. I know a lot of uh, people in the Christian community thinks that somehow country music is somehow ordained. It's somehow just automatically good. Uh, maybe it's just because a lot. Of, maybe it's just the Christian the Christian community in the in the South or in the Bible Belt, uh, but nevertheless, secular music we do we do have to watch out for uh, the artist, the lyrics, even the beat. Because there are certain beats um, that it is a trigger um, to the demonic. There's a lot of beats that come that in uh, R and B and rap that come from uh, Africa uh, and those certain beats are used in these ceremonies um, for instance like a um, witch doctors and all those things that conjure up demons so it's it's not just a certain type of music it's not just a certain artist it's 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 everything it's the artist it's the albums it's the album covers it's um the hidden messages, because a lot of times what, what happens in Satan, we read in the book of Genesis, it says, uh, when, we, when we're reading the, the encounter of the serpent with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, it says the serpent was, it depends on what version you read, but uh, the serpent was very crafty. He was, he was very skillful. He was smart. He was... He was cunning. Uh, so Satan is not an idiot. He's not dumb. He's not 
I mean, he, he, he's, he's, yes, he's evil, but he's also, he's wise. He knows what he's doing. And you and me, those of us that are saved, those, those of us that are followers of Christ, we have to be, as Peter said, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, he is as a roaring lion and he seeks whom he may devour. We have to be, especially those of us that are seasoned and following the, the Lord, we have to be watchful. We have to be watchful for our children. We have to be watchful for our grandchildren. We have to be watchful as whether if you're a pastor, if you're a um, assistant pastor, associate pastor, youth pastor, worship pastor, uh, teacher, you know, Sunday school, uh, any kind of leadership within the church, be watchful for the youth in that in your church. Um, let's let's teach them the truth. Let's not hide things and wait till they grow up before things smack them in the face. Uh, let's tell them the truth. Now, for instance, um, there, there is a a young girl. I'm not sure of her age currently, uh, but she is real popular. At least has been over the past um, several years. Uh, she's a little pop. I guess you consider her pop singer uh, called Jojo Siwa. So my two daughters, I have three daughters, but two of my daughters that live at home, um, their ages right now are 10 and 7. But a couple years ago or so, um, somehow they got introduced to Jojo Siwa. I'm not sure if it was like on a Nickelodeon or... Uh, YouTube or, or whatever it was, some, some, some kind of kid show or shows that they were watching. And they took a liking to this little girl. She was around their age, a little older at, the, at that time. And this girl, I mean, they had her name on everything. You know, she was, of course, doing concerts and appearing on, you know, doing videos. And there's... There was even um, shoes, tennis shoes, that had her name on it. So it was like the JoJo Siwa shoes. And somebody had bought my girls those shoes. And so they were all hopped up on that. Because I think there, were, there was even, you know, they, there was toys you could buy with her image on it and her name on it. And things like toy microphones and all sorts of things, but uh, anyhow, the this girl, her music it sounds very, you know, just to a casual observer, just listening. I mean, there it, it sounds very innocent. You could watch her perform. Um, I've never seen much of her performances. Um, seem like I've I've seen a few clips of hers performing. But just to a casual observer, all that looks innocent or semi-innocent, like no big deal, nothing to, nothing to worry about, nothing to see here. But um, I think it was maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, somewhere in that time frame, uh, this girl comes out, makes an announcement that 
she's gay. Um, so she's very young, and my wife hears about it. She tells me, and so I kind of held on to that information for a little bit, just seeing what was going to transpire with my girls. I mean, were, were they still hung up on this girl, or do I need to address it? And so I just went ahead and addressed it, just brought it to their attention. I said, look, uh, this girl, you know, she's, they're kind of young to tell them the exact situation, how deep this goes, you know, with the Illuminati. Uh, so, th- there are so many Christians, because there's so many people in the, in the Christian community that when they hear the word Illuminati, they automatically just roll their eyes and, you know, make a huff and say, you know, that's, uh, that's conspiracy or that's, that stuff died out a long time ago. It's, that's not a big thing. And, um, in reality, no, it's, it's not a conspiracy theory. It is reality. Um, I mean, Hollywood actors, singers have boldly come out and said, yeah, we, we are a part of this. Uh, many singers have said, yeah, we've had to pretty much sell our soul to the Illuminati. To We have to bow down to them, do as they wish in order to make it big. So uh, so my girls are not going to really understand the full depth of this. So I just told them the situation with JoJo Siwa, and, and they understood. They was like, yeah, we're not going to follow her. And it, it, even since then, they have, they don't really... I don't want my children listening to secular music. Now, I'm not I'm not here to tell you how to raise your children. That's 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 your responsibility. But the way I look at it, if it's not glorifying God, and if it's uh, if 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 I can't trust the singer, I don't want to listen to him. I, I don't even want to listen to a singer sing Christian songs. I don't want to buy their album. I don't want to. I don't want to download their Christian song if they're not living it. For instance, Willie Nelson. He's got a Christian album. You know, he sings all the old school uh, church hymns like "Amazing Grace" and "I'll Fly Away" and, and such. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to that because I know Willie Nelson's lifestyle. So the song. Amazing Grace, I think we could all agree, is anointed. It's a wonderful song. It has stood the test of time. Uh, everybody knows that in the Christian community, but the, the song's anointed. The, you know, the lyrics, they are anointed. The, the man who wrote the song had to be anointed to write such a, a song, but the singer, Willie Nelson, is not anointed. So I'm not going to listen to Willie Nelson sing. Same goes with, this may break your heart, it may offend you some, but um, same goes with Carrie Underwood. I know the lady is, she does a lot for, you know, charities, uh, helps people, uh, even claims she's a Christian, even is a member of a church in the Nashville area, in the Nashville, Tennessee area. Um, 
she has she had a song years ago called Jesus Take the Wheel. Um, it was it's a country song, but it got sung in a lot of churches. I never understood that just because it's got Jesus's name in it doesn't make it a quote unquote church song or a quote unquote Christian song. Uh, but nevertheless, um, she had that. Um, she is even sung. Uh, songs such as How Great Thou Art uh, and other Christian hymns and songs. Uh, those songs are, yes, anointed. Great stories behind those songs. But the singer, Carrie Underwood, she's not anointed. Um, the reason I say that is because yes, she does belong to a church in the Nashville area. That church, if you want to call it a church, I use that term very loosely, um, promotes the homosexual agenda. Um, they promote it, they accept it, endorse it. Any quote-unquote church that does that is not a church that Jesus Christ is head of. Um, so take that as, as you will. Um, Carrie Underwood, she can, you, you can, I can, I can put a lab coat on, say I'm a doctor, say I'm a scientist, that doesn't make me one. I can call myself a lot of things that doesn't make it so. So Carrie Underwood can call herself a Christian, follower of Christ, all those things, but until she repents, until it, she accepts Jesus Christ as not just Savior, but as Lord and Savior of her life, she is not a true follower. Um, and so I, I, I brought out last week or a few days ago when we released the first episode of this, that my whole Christian walk, I have, I have, a, this is one of my struggles is how to address the secular music. Cause I was very involved in music. I mean, not, I'm not, I was no singer or. I was not part of a band or any of those things, but it, it, music was huge, huge and still is huge part of my life. Now it's just different music. Um, but back in the time before I was saved, I was I was into heavy metal. I was in you know to your hair bands of the '80s, uh, grunge rock, punk rock, southern rock, country music, rap, R&B. I had I collected CDs. I went to concerts. Had T-shirts with bands. Um, you know, I, I was jamming to um, everything from Metallica, Alice in Chains, Disturbed, Rob Zombie, Kiss, to Guns N' Roses, Skid Row, White Snake, Tupac, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, uh, all of those. Hank Williams Jr. Uh, Garth Brooks, George Strait, all of those just different and, and CDs and just music was just, I, I had music on as I, when I went to sleep. I was, I was just music everywhere. Um, and that was, that was a thing from the time I was probably even before I even got in kindergarten all the way up to uh, my 20s, just living that different types of music and now that I look back, there's a lot of that I could, now I can 
think and say, the reason I went through this, because a lot of people struggle with depression, but listen to some of these lyrics. I mean, some of these, just go and listen to some of these lyrics. Like take the, the rock band, for instance, Nirvana. I was, I had all, I think I pretty much had all their albums. And the lead singer, Kurt Cobain, I've done a lot of the writing. Of course, he's done all the singing, but um, the lyrics are very dark. Very, very dark. Um, songs about, you know, murder, songs about going to hell, songs about suicide, songs about depression, um, things, uh, songs about um, violence. Um, so it's no surprise that that singer Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, shot himself. He, he committed suicide. Then one of my top two favorite bands in, in the rock genre is or was Alice in Chains. They were they're considered heavy metal or grunge rock. They hit it big in the early and mid-90s. And again, I think I had all their albums and real just loved almost every one of their songs, but their songs consisted of pretty much the same as Nirvana's. They were dark about depression, suicide, violence, all the rage, all those things, the lyrics, the 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 tone, the you know, the music itself, the guitar riffs, all of that was just all it's all demonic. And even the the Beatles, back when they were big, they had this song, because back in back in their era, you couldn't really openly sing about drugs. Uh, or you couldn't just come out and say, you know, we're going to snort a line of cocaine or we're going to smoke this joint or we're going to, we're going to uh, have sex in the back of my car. You couldn't say those type of things and have your song or your album promoted by radio. Um, so they got around that and they just sung, they come up with lyrics that if you you'd had to you'd had to really think about it. Yeah, I know what they're talking about. They're talking about sex, or they're talking about cocaine, or they're talking about marijuana, or they're talking about LSD, or all these other things. So, what they had this song called "Lucy in the Sky" with diamonds, and it, and it had very use a use a uppity beat. You know, it was something that. Uh, of course, that was before my day, but people in high school, people in college, just young people, for the most part, but older people as well, just listening to that on the radio, buying the buying the records, had this, you know, just a, your pop beat to it. Then people will say, well, that song's actually got a dark message. It's talking about LSD. And in actuality, what the song was talking about, Lucy meant Lucifer in the sky. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the Beatles songs had demonic references, drug references, all of those things. And people in the Christian community still celebrate the Beatles. Thing. And 
there is a a pastor I've seen uh, on Facebook. Pastors a church um, up north, I believe, but he's he's got pictures of himself on Facebook. He's promoting rock bands. He he listens to them. Pink Floyd. While he listens to Pink Floyd as he is studying for his message to preach on Sunday morning. And he's going to concerts and he's doing all these. I'm thinking, wow. I mean, that that is uh, very eye-opening, very disturbing that a quote-unquote pastor, a leader of a church where people go to to be fed spiritually, to be discipled in the kingdom of God, their leader, their pastor, is listening to demonic music as he is studying a sermon to preach to them. Very disturbing, but that's the church in America today, folks. So I want to... We've only got a little bit of time left in this podcast. Uh, I try to keep my podcast each episode to around 30 minutes. Uh, for the first several episodes I had early on uh, in the Kingdom Flow podcast did go up to 45 minutes to an hour. But then uh, statistically, most people, when they listen to podcasts or watching YouTube videos, they're not going to go a whole hour. Uh, very few people will, unless it's like a huge something they're into, but, um, so I try to keep them in 30 minutes around the mark of 30 minutes. Um, so I, I do, or I do know that there will be a part three to this. So stay tuned for that. So last, last time we ended with an interview that Bob Dylan had, uh, that interview, uh, ended with, he, He pretty much admitted that he got his fame and notoriety from whom he referred to as the chief commander. And the interviewer said, on this earth, and he laughed and he said, on this earth and the world that we can't see. And we pretty much ended there. Um, So now we'll we'll pick up with uh, somebody that's recently been in the news again. And she made it big in the late 90s. Britney Spears. Britney Spears was a part of the Mickey Mouse Club, along with Christina Aguilera and Justin Timberlake and and others. Um, She made it big. I think it was around the 97, 98 time frame when she came out. Um, Pretty much her music career has died down as far as her being, you know, one of the top selling artists, but she still makes the tabloids every now and again and here a couple of months ago uh, about her um, finances. She was in the news for a while, but Britney Spears, there's a quote that she made. It says, in this business, you make a deal with the devil. I've learned you kind of have to go with it. What I do calls for me to look look good people expect that I kind of take it as part of my job Uh, but she goes on from there but she makes that statement you have to make a deal with the devil she's not saying that nonchalantly or she she's not saying it you know tongue-in-cheek she's not saying it um, 
as just a phrase, she really means making a deal with the devil. So Katy Perry, another uh, pop star, a lot of people know, mostly young girls follow her or have followed her. Um, Supposedly, you know, her parents were, I mean, they're a little fruity. If I could just use that terminology, they're a little on the weird side, uh, but her parents are ministers. So she was raised in a Pente- Pentecostal environment. So her statement is, she says, I released a gospel record when I was 15 because I grew up in a household where all I ever did was sing the gospel music and my parents are both traveling ministers. And so I kind of sang about what was going on in my life at 15. And that's how I got introduced to the music industry. She says, I swear I wanted to be like the Amy Grant of music, but it didn't work out. And so I sold myself to the devil. She means that. She's not saying that tongue in cheek. She's really meaning that. One of her biggest hits and or one and one of her probably her very first hit, if not but at least one of the first two or three hits that she had when she made it big was I kissed a girl and I like it or I liked it um, promoting that agenda promoting homosexuality promoting bisexuality men and women those of us if you're parents if you're grand if you have grand if you have children if you have grandchildren we need to monitor what our kids watch what they listen to who they're texting, who they're talking to on the phone, what YouTube videos they're watching. Even if it's the kids' channel, even if it's a cartoon, even if it's geared toward children, watch out. Because a lot of that stuff is promoting those sort of things, homosexuality and others. Um, The last few minutes of this podcast, I'm going to speak on another artist. Um, She... My, my thought on this particular artist is that she's just weird. She dresses weird. She talks weird. She makes weird statements. But um, she has been very popular. Kind of like a, a new version of Madonna or some sort. Of, but nevertheless, uh, Lady Gaga... Here's a very interesting story on how she made it big. And this is all uh, quoting her. There's an article and it reports pop star Lady Gaga openly spoke about her link with the Illuminati. And this is what she said. She says, I deeply regret selling my soul to the dark forces of the Illuminati organization. She blames her fibromyalgia syndrome on dark forces manifesting in her body she said when she sold her soul to the secret organization in her documentary titled Gaga she explains how she was inducted into the secret society by selling her soul to the devil according to the report this happened in 2006 after her burlesque show performance at a club in the lower east side in New York She was said to have described the encounter as very real and visceral and not metaphorical at all. Her account of the event, she says, I had been on stage. It was a good show. 
I was high on the love and applause from the crowd. I was outside lighting a cigarette, thinking about uh, scoring some more cocaine. He says, I was aching for more, more of everything. I just wanted to feel good, feel anything. Then this man, a strangely ageless man in a suit, spoke to me. He was leaning against the wall, smoking, and he said to me, I think you've got what it takes. Do you want it? I asked what it was. She says, I thought he was coming on to me, but he smiled and said everything, success, fame, riches, power. Do you want it all? She says, I looked at him curiously. I couldn't work him out. Then he just stood there and sang one of the songs from my routine earlier. It was otherworldly. She says, I stared at him like he was a dark jewel dredged up from the deepest ocean. I got down on my knees and asked him who I should praise. She says, I looked him right in the eye and told him I wanted it all. I told him I would do anything. After having made the pact with Illuminati, Lady Gaga was left possessed by an evil entity that later attempted to escape through exorcism, but the Catholic priest who did the ritual failed miserably. She says it all seemed to have started when, after a small concert, Lady Gaga she met a man. She, 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 so she meets this man behind the stage. Um, she even described him as just kind of something out of this world. Like she's never encountered this type of person or being before. Made these promises. So after she accepts the offer and she pledges her allegiance to this person or this being, right after this, Lady Gaga became an international star. So she has boldly and just blatantly confessed how she made it big. So a lot of people think she's, a lot of people in the Christian community are going to overlook that and say, oh, you know, she's probably just messed up, you know, on drugs, or she's just saying that. She's just being crazy. You know, Lady Gaga is all about, Lady Gaga is all about um, being, you know, just out there trying to get attention. So that's, some people, some people are going to just brush that off. Um, I urge you not to be that naive. I urge you to be, as Peter said, be sober and be vigilant because our adversary, he's as a roaring lion and he is seeking whom he may devour. What do lions like to go for? They like to go for those that are weak and they like to go for those that are young. Children. And he's not just going for the college student, even though he's after them. He's after the high school student. He's also after the middle school, middle school age student the elementary age, the toddler age, he's after your babies. He's after your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews. We have to be sober. We have to be vigilant. We have to be watchmen on the wall. So Lady Gaga, I've got to come to a close here in just a couple of minutes, but Lady Gaga, if you'll look at her outfits, if you'll look at some of her performances, they're all demonic. Madonna as well. Madonna on on the uh, she's done a show, the halftime show I'm on the Super Bowls here years back, it was all demonic some of these even some of these recent performances on these award shows and, and that just gets to me how 
a lot of Christians will watch these award shows, the Grammys, the, the CMAs, the VMAs, the BET Awards, the MTV Awards, the VH1 Awards, and all these things, and, and it's promoting the satanic agenda, and people are just letting that music play in their, through their TV, and it's, it's, you're putting, you're opening your door and saying, okay, yes, demons, you can come on in my house and attack us. Um, so I got to come to a close at that, uh, but next episode, I'm going to try to get it released here and very soon, um, this week. So, um, like this on Facebook, share it on Facebook, uh, uh comment. You can, of course you can email me pastor Brian Crisp at gmail.com with any questions or comments. And as I put this even on Facebook, you can comment on those links. But um, help me get the word out on this. This is a very important subject, especially to young people need to hear this. People in high school, people in college, parents and grandparents, uh, anybody that is a youth pastor or a pastor needs to hear this. And let's take heed and let's be vigilant. Until next time, this is the Kingdom Flow Podcast. And this is Brian Crisp. God bless.